It'll be just nice to, to come home and have a, you know, different perspective on things. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. We're just going to keep talking for an hour. Okay. Let me know when we're rolling, okay? And if I mess it up, <laughs> pause it. And if I mess it up, we can do it again. All right. You got this. Yeah. Ready? <clears throat> Hi, everyone. My name is Horacio Davila, and I want to welcome you guys to my brand new podcast, Craft Cerveza Talk. Um, my very first guest, it's a very successful brewer. Uh, his brewery has multiple locations in Monterey County. Someone I respect and someone I really, really admire our brand. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Mr. JC, owner of Colorado Street Brewing Company. Yeah. Thanks, Horacio. Thanks for having me. No, no, Pleasure to be welcome. here. This is a sophisticated setup you got. <laughs> pretty nice. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. All right, JC. So let's get right to it. Um, first question for you. What got you to brewing uh, and what got you to decide to open up a brewery? Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, similar, you know, to, to you know, you're a fellow home brewer. I just started uh, home brewing 2009, got really, really into it. It kind of was all consuming. I was having trouble sleeping, just thinking about beer and beer styles. <laughs> I really liked how it was just this whole new world that I had no idea, you know, anything about, um, so much history behind different beer styles. And at the time I was living in San Diego and there was this just insane kind of, you know, beer movement going on yeah. then, which was really hard not to get caught up in. And, um, just a really infectious sort of, uh, you know, community of, of just passionate, enthusiastic home brewers. And so it started there for sure. Okay. So what were you doing back then? What were, what were you doing for, for our profession? I was collecting unemployment. Oh, uh, I lost, uh, <laughs> lost my job in the recession of 2008. Yeah. Um, and I, I had actually just moved, um, to like a satellite office from my company in San Diego and I was down there like a month uh, before, uh, you know, the company got sold and they laid off, you know, half half the people. But it was okay because I wasn't, you know, maybe super uh, sure that that was the direction I wanted to go anyways. And yeah. so uh, I was able to travel a little bit and, um, yeah, was, was, was able to get into the beer scene. It's funny because I heard, uh, even when I was a homebrewer, that you used to be a homebrewer. And I didn't realize how how farther you or how soon you started way before I started homebrewing. So you were in two thousand nine. Uh huh. So so that so yeah, that's why I never never seen you because you already a company by the, that time I discover. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I I, I homebrewed for a few years and uh, I, I teamed up with a buddy of mine from college and we opened a small sandwich shop uh, on the outskirts of the San Diego State campus. And we had a little kegerator. We had, uh, <laughs> I think it was like, could fit, you know, four half barrels in there. And we decided to put like eight six stools and have like rotating taps. And we were just super into it. And um, the home brewing was something I did on the side. Um, that business was super difficult, the location. And so uh, we knew if we wanted to kind of keep it going, we needed a better location because it was just so seasonal, the student population there. Yeah. So we found this uh, pretty awesome site in our community where we lived uh, in Pacific Beach that was uh, kind of on the second floor of this kind of sort of rundown like shopping mall, um, but it had a beautiful ocean view. And so we took uh, an investment from, you know, 40 to 50 friends in small chunks, anywhere from 500 bucks to five grand and 
pulled everything together and took two years and we opened up um, a small brew pub over there. But with that part of town in San Diego, we, it was advantageous for us to pull um, uh, a brewing license, a type 23, yeah. as opposed to, um, you know, kind of just have a type 41 where you, you know, buy and sell other people's beer. Got it. Um, so that was kind of the catalyst was like, well, I love homebrewing and I'm pretty sure this is what I want to do anyway. So yeah. let's just go all out and build a small brewery. So we had a three barrel kind of Frankenstein homebrew <laughs> kit that we did. And we had two fermenters in the bar and had about 24 taps that we rotated. And we usually only had about like two or three house beers at a time. Cause I only had two fermenters and the, the brewery was like in the back of a kitchen. And it was just a really like awesome experience, super hard work and um it was just kind of a great way to sort of cut my teeth on on the whole thing yeah yeah sounds sounds but i wasn't leading it on my own though i i recognized that um you know being a home brewer that was a pretty big jump only home brewing you know for a couple of years to go professional was 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 daunting so i was lucky enough to hire um a guy who uh had worked at alpine brewing company um who was you know instrumental in sort of you know helping me bridge the homebrew professional brewing gap and um Alpine was one of like my huge inspirations, like one of my absolute favorite breweries that kind of got me into it in the first cool, place. Cool, cool, Was that where Alvarado was born or was it a different name? Back no, then? that was a different name. So that was called Amplified Aleworks. Amplified and it's still there to this day. Yeah, yeah. No, it's still there. Um, yeah, they, they do a great job and they're, they're still down there at our original beach location. They just celebrated 12 years. Being well, go there. visit them. Yeah, you do. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Nice, nice. Beautiful story. Um, second question that kind of goes along with this, with the first question. Um, if you can remember, what was your first brie, uh, uh, beer that you ever brewed? How was it? Um, all right. First- so <laughs> bear with me here. It was, it was an IPA, real original. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I, I wanted to just get as creative as I could right off the bat. Um, I think I, I dry hopped it with... Uh, Simcoe and Centennial, and then I and I threw fresh fresh rosemary in the carboy. Fresh rosemary, rosemary okay. yeah, and it, it, it turned out just terrible. It was just so rough and just uh, it was awful. Yeah, but did you guys? Drink I had it? enough. I had enough. Like, I guess it was okay enough to where we you know we we drank it and, and it was still encouraging for me to you know kind yeah. of keep trying. And then I I brewed a lot of hoppy beer. I brewed. Um, I tried at the time. Uh, Sculpin was just starting to get some legs. And so that was like, historically, it was like a Simcoe Amarillo mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. uh, IPA. So we, 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 I used a lot of Simcoe, a lot of Amarillo, a lot of Nelson Sauvin. Um, yeah, I was just trying to make a lot of hoppy beer predominantly. Oh, some Belgian beers too. I was really into Belgian beers. Yeah, yeah very tasty. Um, what would you say now, today, is the most popular beer? That Alvarado makes? Yep. Uh, well, it would have to be Mai Tai. For sure. <laughs> so that that actually is a beer that I did brew at Amplified in 2012. Uh, and it was the first year that Mosaic, uh, formerly HBC 369, mm-hmm. uh, got its name. Uh, that year in 2012, that was when the uh, uh, Craft Brewers Conference, CBC, uh, was in San Diego. And uh, I was able to kind of get my hands on this new Mosaic hop. And uh, at the time, I, I wanted it to... Um, had a little bit less bitterness. I think in those days, those were kind of known as, as the IBU wars. You know, a lot yeah. of IPA was like Super 100 plus yeah. on paper. And this was, I was just trying to have something a little more pale, a little lighter, just like kind of more of like a 
more of like a pale ale, like a strong pale ale. Uh, and so I brewed it with just hundred percent Pilsner malt and was a little worried that maybe people were going to judge me, you know, cause yeah. at the time, you know, IPA had, you know, a little bit more color to it. There was some yep. crystal malt, something to kind of, you know, uh, enhance all those hops, a little, little malt backbone. So yeah, that, that was, uh, the first time my tie came around. And then, you know, when I came up and opened Alvarado, um, that, that was like, I think my fourth brew that I, that I did. Yeah. I want to say. Yeah. Nice. Cause you, yeah, you noted it came out. In yeah. 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 I did a little research because my next uh, personal question was, um, how do my tie came about, you know, and then who came up with the name? Did you did the recipe, the, the recipe, which you already answered. And I noticed that you launched it on officially in your page back in 2014, May 26, 2014. Yeah. So, um, but how did you come up with the name Mai Tai? Um, obviously, you you designed the re- the recipe. You were brewing it. It was born on Amplified before Alvarado. Uh, so it, it yeah, it wasn't name. It was just called Mosaic IPA yeah. back then. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I want to say it was our assistant manager at the time for the restaurant because I was kind of trying to describe how Mai Tai you know smelled and tasted yeah. and you know with Mosaic hops. Um, it's a very tropical hop. It was mm-hmm. even even more tropical One of my back in those days. Yeah. Uh, you know, so something to convey that sort of tropical sort of passion fruit, pineapple, but also has this crazy sort of blueberry component. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's kind of a whole spectrum of kind of fruity flavors. So uh, we liked the silly pun, Mai Tai PA, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, never looked back. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, that's one of my personal questions. I'm always... Um, been intrigued about my tie, and then I love the beer. You know, and you see everywhere, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's, it's super, it. super tropical, very inviting, and you can just crush a couple of them, no problem. Yeah, it's it's like the simplest beer, though. You know, it's really one malt, one hop. Um, I guess you could call it a smash beer, technically. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, we try and keep the the alcohol level fairly approachable. It's you know mid sixes, uh, and the, the, the bitterness. Balance uh, is is really balanced with uh, the dryness of the beer, so it finishes pretty dry. It's neutral fermentation, um, you know, forty or so IBU on paper, and you know, we just want it to be really approach approachable, really drinkable, kind of like a you know California weather that we're yeah. blessed to have. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. So nice, nice. Okay, well, now we're gonna get to the more interesting part of this uh, podcast. You brought two beers. I brought one. Um, one, one beer and one uh, hop water. Hop yeah. water. Oh, hop I, water. I, 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 there we go. It's just tasty. So um, <laughs> we're going to um, pour each other's beer, and then you're going to tell me what I'm supposed to be tasting, and then I'm going to give you a feedback on that. Cool. So tell me about the beer that you brought. I heard Double Cone. Never had it yet. Haven't had time. Oh, you never had Double Cone? Okay. Yeah, yeah, right on. Uh, tell me about the Double Cone. Yeah, Double Cone's a, a, a big beer for us in, in multiple ways. It's, you know, it's big in alcohol. It's about 9%. Uh, alcohol by volume. It's a double IPA we've been making, uh, I want to say since 2014, 2015, maybe. Really? Um, yeah, it uh, it has kind of a double entendre with the meaning. So cone, like hop cone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of, you know, drew a little inspiration from Cone Peak down in Big Sur. And, <laughs> and there's Ventana double cone. It's like this sort yeah. of, this mountain down yeah. in the Ventana wilderness. Um but yeah, it to us, it's it's the homage to uh, Pliny the Elder. You know, some of the, some of the bigger, uh, you know, West Coast double IPAs that um, 
really, you know, got me hooked on hops and hoppy beer. And so we use it as, um, the ability to just showcase all of our best hops nice. and try and saturate as much hop oil and hop character, uh, in, into the beer possible. And that is kind of the reason for the high alcohols because the alcohol acts, um, as, as it's, you can, the oils will solubilize, you know, in the alcohol so we can just really crank, yep. crank that hop character. There you go. Well, yeah, it was the honor. Yeah, absolutely. We've been lucky to pick up a few awards for this beer over the years. Nice. It's won uh, Great American Beer Festival a couple times. Um, the uh, Alpha King Challenge. Support you like a half right here. There we go. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. We're a fresh uh, every year for San Francisco Beer Week as well. So. Oh, this is fresh. Yeah, it's real Very fresh. Good. Last week packaged. You can definitely uh, smell the um, the alcohol, all the maltiness in it. Very pleasant hops. Yeah, aroma. So, yeah, I mean, right off the bat, it's a huge just burst of you know pine resin, and then you'll notice kind of. Well, I'll let you kind of <laughs> give your take before I go into it. Very, very um, slight piney, but not to the point that it just grabs your palate. Mm -hmm. A resin back palate, but all the hop and the I must say little fruity. Um and the alcohol just 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 jumps in your tongue. But it's just, it's even though it's nine percent, it's very pleasant. I mean you wouldn't I, I wouldn't think it was nine percent. That's kind of the goal, right? Yeah. So like trying to control uh fusel alcohol formation by you know making sure we have healthy pitch uh amount of yeast to, to pitch, proper oxygenation you know, making sure that the temperature is kept at bay mm -hmm. um, to kind of prevent those sort of harsher kind of like alcohol yeah. smells and, and that kind of heat, alcohol heat. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm not picking up. I don't pick up the heat. So it, you're reminding me about um, when I used to go to a, a, a bartending school that the point of a good drink is not, not for you to take that day's alcohol. So I guess you're making some kind of transition between you know, cocktail, you know, making and beer. The point of 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 this is not for you to get that the bite, the heat, you know? Yeah. And it's really, really uh, a pleasant beer to drink. It it's, it's yummy. Yeah. Yummy. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank you for yeah. bringing it. No, of course. Yeah. It's a it's pretty dangerous because yeah, you don't really like it has that full flavored kind of hop saturated mm -hmm. kind of alcohol sweetness, but it's so dry that it doesn't it doesn't come across as, as sweet. It comes across as dry and it has a ton of drinkability. So it's, it makes it dangerous. When you a, yeah. Very dangerous. Alcohol. Super dangerous. But yeah. You're right. Super fruity too. So yeah. this has uh mosaic, Simcoe, Citra, we have a little bit of Strata in here. I like Strata. Uh, we have, I think mosaic and Citra. We use uh, some of the lupulin cryo okay. powder for that. Very good. Uh, which is just enriched hot pellets essentially. So yeah. it's just more oil, more, more dank, more tropical, more fruity vibes. There you go. Well, well thank you for, for sharing this double count. Um, yeah. Yeah, very, my very pleasure, good. man. Let's have oh. some of your beer. All right. So this, it's um, actually, you get the, you be the lucky, lucky one to uh, to get to try first. It's my new release, Besito. I think I released it last year, but I never released it in cans. Oh, nice. It's a Bruno Weiss with uh, tons of cherry and raspberry. Nice. So I made it for Valentine's. Um and then it's super bright, super refreshing. Um, I love German sours, you know. Yeah, that's yeah, the only yeah. way I do make my my sours. So that's awesome. Um, 
I'll let you tell me what you think. Yeah, thank you. Looks beautiful. Look at that. Nice. Yeah, wow. That was just <laughs> just absolute wave of uh cherry raspberry, just almost this like huge jammy thing. Yeah. It comes right out. Yeah. Yeah. Super clean too. Really, really clean. Just unadulterated fruit. It's really, mm -hmm. really nice on the yeah. nose. Um, funny story. When I created uh, this beer last year, the combo of the fruit was raspberry and strawberry. And then for some reason I couldn't find the strawberries. Uh, when I was about to blend it, and I saw some cherries that was hard there, and I did a little test, and it just, um, it just reminded me uh, about lambics. Yeah, and I, I found lambics. There are tons of cherries. Sure. So I just decided to just switch it. Yeah. And then go with the cherry and the raspberry. So yeah, you know, cheers, man. Yeah, cheers. This is super good. Yeah. Super good. Yeah, just all fruit on the palate too, and and it's six percent. So. Like you were doing it earlier, it's very dangerous because people think, oh, tastes like juice, tastes like very light, but it's 6%. So people just drink, 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 and then um, next thing you know, they're super happy. Yeah, you could probably get in trouble because I, I would, I think one of my kids would try this. And <laughs> yeah. They would yeah. have no idea about that. Yeah, it's what I call candy, candy for adults, man. Candy yeah, for adults. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Super cool, cool, cool. good. Nice so work. while we're sipping on this, I'm, um, I'm going to put you on the on the spot. Do it. I heard. That you're leaving us for a while. I heard that you're going to Munich. Yeah. Uh, to to complete a, a goal that was for you for a while. So tell us about you leaving. Yeah, for sure. We're coming back. And how's that going to be? No, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm going to be uh, pursuing um, a uh, master brewer degree at the uh, Domans Academy in Munich. Um, it's basically finishing a program that I started when I was living in San Diego before I moved up to, to Monterey. Um, you know, it was, it was distance based, uh, that I, that I did that the first time for a year. It was these three modules and to get the, uh, master brewer certificate, it's, uh, an extra four modules and it's just like a five month intensive course. And, uh, you know, I think for me, I have a really awesome team that, um, you know, they, they kind of make my job easy. They do, <laughs> they, they make everything pretty awesome. I, there's not a lot I'm really doing too much, uh, these days. I really got to hand it off to our crew. Uh, this past year I've, I've kind of stepped back a bit from the production of, of Alvarado and I've been, uh, doing, uh, kind of R and D batches on our five barrel system at Carmel, which has okay. been really fun. Like kind of getting my, my hands dirty again and getting back to, you know, the, the passion of it. That is, you know, is why I went into this business, but, you know, going to Germany is just kind of the full circle moment, uh, because I always wanted to complete this program. I just never had the time or, or, you know, commitment to, to go out there and make it happen. And, uh, as our kids, my wife and I, we have three kids as they get older, we've kind of like looked at each other this past summer. We're like, you know what? Like it's either now or never. So. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so, yeah. Very excited for you, man. Well, let, let, let us you. when you come back Thank and you. share Appreciate your stories. You know? Yeah, I absolutely will. Definitely. Cool. Definitely. Cool. Cool. So, um, um, question for you, you see, what do you think about all these new birds popping up in the Monterey County and, um, Salinas? What do you think about that? That's awesome, man. I mean, a big reason why, you know, we opened our, uh, our restaurant at 301 Main mm -hmm. down here on the, on the first block, um, you know, it was because it, we all kind of came in around the same time. I yeah. mean, you, you were doing it, uh, you know, Marlene at Brewing Crew, uh, you know, you got Oscar who's, who uh, took over Excel, who's just been doing a phenomenal job. It's kind of like, you know, the anchor mm -hmm. craft beer tenant. There's Farmers Union down the street, um, Bearded Bean. I mean, it's just this cool little scene. And, uh, 
you know, we, Selena's, you know, really means a lot to us. We've, we've had our business here since, uh, you know, 2016 over in, in kind of the Spreckles industrial area over there. And, uh, yeah, we love our Salinas fam. And when it came time to, you know, scout out, you know, new locations for, you know, potentially another, another, you know, Alvarado kind of restaurant beer focused kind of tap room. Um, Salinas was, was kind of a, you no know, brainer. It, was, it was a no brainer. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we figured uh, right now all we have for our locals that patronize our business is our our tap room over over at Spreckles or at the time, and so you know we figured let's see if we can save everybody driving forty minutes and just go right into this beautiful downtown that the city you know has put a lot of effort into the beautification of Salinas. I mean, it looks amazing, and uh, it was just something we wanted to be a part of. Yeah, well, um, that's the reason why I want to um, ask you that question. Um, Ever since I started my journey in in, in an attempt to open this brewery, uh, talking to the locals, talking to Oscar, Merlene, um, Beer Bean, you know Jeff from Hidden Hills, um, they all say the same thing, and I experienced it firsthand. You always been available to us, no matter what. You know, I text you, you text back, I call you, call you, you call me back. You say yourself everything I need. Uh, just call me or call my staff. Why? You, JC, you you reach a level of, uh, of of success that, you know, is gold for a lot of us, uh, but you still, you know, manage to turn back and say, you know, you know let me help the, the little guy. Yeah, Why? for sure. You know? Well, honestly, I, f- I feel guilty. I feel like I could be more helpful, honestly. Um, it's hard. You know, we, we, you know, we have, uh, we have four businesses and, and, uh, you know, just trying to balance family life and everything. But I mean, it's, again, it's another no brainer, right? Because, you know, I wouldn't be here where I am today without the help of the community, yeah. you know, through, through my journey. Yeah. So it, the least I can do is, uh, is help out, you know, in any way I can and, and be there, uh, you know, for anybody who's, who's trying to, you know, get into the business. It's a really hard business. It's getting harder this year's, you know, pretty, mm-hmm. pretty crazy right now. But I think, you know, we all have this common goal that we can agree on. We agree on beer and, yeah. and, uh, you know, I think we're all pretty like-minded in that. And, and, uh, you know, the more it's the right, it's cliche, but it's the rising tide, you know, floats all ships. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer of that. And I try to put that into practice. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. You see, um, how important is community involvement for, for you and your business? It's huge. Right. So, I mean, beer, you know, is just, and I'm going to keep saying like cliches, yeah. but it's the, the social lubricant, it, you know, brings people together from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. and uh, can set aside your differences or, and it's also, you know, coming into, you know, a pub or a bar or a tap room, uh, going into a brewery, you know, that's where we go to like escape, you know, the stresses of our life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the community comes together, you know, at, in your restaurant, at, at our place, you know, it's, uh, it's critical to, to be there for the community and, and to try and, um, you know, support everything we can. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, that's one of the things that draw me to to become a brewer. Um, the collaboration and brotherhood between brewers, I never seen it before. Most people yeah, you know, see every, each, each other as a competition. And I'm not saying we're not in the market, but when it comes to helping each other out, which always, you know, willing to to lend a helping hand. Absolutely. It's something that I had as as the brewery industry grows, I see it more and more and more. We don't we don't lose that character. No, no. And we've, we've all, uh, 
stayed the course yeah. in, in that regard for sure. Just despite, you know, the market, you know, maturing now, mm -hmm. it's not, you know, the, the boom that it was, you know, over the last decade. Um, but you know, I think just being there for one another and, and it's the most unique industry in the world. Yes. People have, have, have our, have our backs, you know, there you go. Mm -hmm. Um, do you have any questions for me? If you don't, it's fine. Yeah, what's your, I mean, you're a big tequila guy. What's your favorite tequila? Let's go off topic a bit. Man, tequila. <laughs> I have a follow-up to that. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tequila. Um, I, I don't have a favorite. I have a favorites. Uh, and it's just brands. I mean, uh, Cascawin, um, it's one of my favorites. Fortaleza, I know it's one of your favorites. Um, Ocho, G4. It's just, um, it's a lot of good ones. But if I have to... Zero and one, one Pacific tequila. And it's actually because it has sentimental value for me. It's called Rey Sol uh, from uh, San Matias house. Okay. Uh, that's the first brother my father gave me. So it's wow. an extra Ñejo. Uh, so that's what's like my, oh, my, my favorite all time. I'll have that anytime, any day, any that's, place. That's fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, good tequila. It's, it's hard to combine these days. So then with your brewing philosophy, how are you approaching what you're what you're doing at La Cantina. What are the styles that that you tick on that you love to make that you want to showcase? Yeah, well, my brew styles is is based on uh, my childhood. Um a lot of the people uh think that 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 these fruit forward beers or or more flavorful beers are geared towards a woman and it's not true. Um I grew up in a in a place in Guadalajara where our, our community was famous for planting fruit trees. We didn't have pines or any other trees. It was fruit trees, mangroves, yeah. tamarindo, guavas, you know, you name it. So I grew up walking to school, grabbing a guava or coming back from school, grabbing a mango if I was hungry, whatever. So um, my palate showcased to that. When it comes to tequila, my palate on tequila has allowed me to brew clean beers because tequila is just clean. Yeah. You can't you can mimic, you know, a flavor profile that a clean tequila has. So it allows me to to pick up, you know, you know, flavors or 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 you know. But comes back to what we were talking things about. Things like, that are not good. You don't want to drink a tequila that's super hot or that has like yes. big ethanol yes. or like a yes. paint thinner or something. Yes. You know, you want it, you want it clean and yeah, so you want cool. it clean. So it helps me to brew clean beers and to stay, you know, clean and, and have, you know, off flavors. Sure. So that, that probably helped me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a big, there's a big, um, there's a big project I'm working on right now. I, I cannot disclose who I'm working it with. It's from uh, Jalisco, but uh, I'll let you know. I'll let you in. Actually, I'm going to let you in on this one, uh, you know, when it, when it comes back. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Look yeah. forward to that. That's awesome. Cool. Nice. So, um, Anything you want to announce? Uh, what's, what's new in Alvarado for this month? Do you have anything for Valentine's going on? Um, any specials, any beer specials? What do you want? Yeah, we're, do, we're doing a couple, uh, Valentine's day dinners at, uh, at our, at our restaurant here in town at, uh, 301 Main. So we're doing like a, like a beer dinner. Um, we're doing, yeah, yeah. Special Valentine's day menu over in Carmel. Um, I think mainly, you know, we have, uh, a bunch of great releases for San Francisco beer week. We're doing eight releases. So okay. four last Friday and four this upcoming Friday. Okay. So, a lot of them are big, you know, crazy beers like Double Cone. And there's like a hazy triple IPA called One Giant Leap that we do, you know, once a year. So it's a lot of like our kind of annual beers that we do special for the week are, are coming out. So 
Uh, yeah, but in terms of, uh, you know, sensible beer styles, we're, yeah. we're, we're, you know, we're, we're, we brew a lot of pills. We're putting them into more cans these days, which is something I'm really proud of. Our, it's a German style pills and just Alvarado pills. Um, it's a really nice beer it has, it just showcases, uh, a different type of hop character, noble hops, you know, yes. from, uh, from kind of from Germany and, and, and those regions. And it's just, it's just a nice counterpoint to the big citrusy American hops that we, we, you know, go a little heavy handed with at times. But. There you go. I have a question for you on the, on the, on the beers. There's one hazy that is my favorite from your collection of hazies. Oh, nice. I think it's called Mercoholics. Mercoholics. Oh, no. I haven't seen that one. <laughs> uh, I either haven't seen it come out or I missed it come out. But, man, when I went to your Monterey location about two years ago, yeah, I went to my friend and he said, you have to try this, you have to try this. And I tried it, man. I And I think that was an 8%er, right? I yeah. Mistake. I downed like four of those beers, like nothing over your over your lamb burger, which is the most delicious burger I've ever. Oh had yeah, the Vietnamese lamb burger. Yeah, yeah. yeah so awesome. when is that coming? <laughs> that, that's my favorite hazy from your collection. Well, thank you. Is that, I is that appreciate how, that. Is that um, yeah, so that's highly dependent on a certain hop variety that we get from New Zealand mm -hmm. called Rawaka, and we have Rawaka now. And I actually, I think we're gonna brew that beer later this year but that, that beer is usually a, a once a year we'll, we'll brew Mercaholics. it's a collaboration with pure project out of okay. san diego our, our buddies down there um but yeah so rawaka hops just have this crazy terroir going i mean people talk about new zealand wines having a very unique terroir like the sauvignon blanc especially yeah. um i feel like rawaka hops just exemplify that to yeah. the nth degree it's really it's, good I mean, I mean it's a really good crop year that that hop just has this insane like diesely passion fruit character um really really tropical but it has this you know it's you don't want to say gasoline it's not like gasoline no. but it's like really really pleasant and it's a it's something that it's it's a thiol so it's like this like micro sulfur compound mm -hmm. that's um even in like the parts per trillion on our palate, we can detect it because yeah. it's, it's so potent. And, uh, in some lot, select lots of, of that particular hop variety, it just comes through. You just taste it. It's just, it just sits on your palate and it has this, it reinforces that like silky kind of smooth body that we're trying to achieve with those hazy IPAs. Well, I'll be looking forward to, uh, awesome, to man. see the new release and then, um, Stop by Alvarado, you know, for the Valentine's dinner, you know, you know. Yeah, stop by La Cantina too. And, yeah, thank and, you, uh, thank we you. Just, well, the more people that go out and. So yeah, yeah. One more question. Hot yeah. water. What, what is that all about? I heard about yeah. it. I never made one. But what is your take on hot water? Yeah, it's just, it's just uh, hops and water and CO2 and a little bit of citric acid for, uh, for, for balance, for pH adjustment. And um, Yeah, this is with uh, mosaic and citra, and it's it's kind of like a Lacroix with mosaic and citra. So is that a new fun. trend? Is like is that who drinks? Yeah, it, it is. It's pretty trendy right now for sure. Um, it's just kind of like a, a non-alcoholic option. Okay. So we we brewed it. Um, we've been trying to come out with one for a while and, and tried different techniques of doing it, and we finally found a um, a really good um, a really good method of doing it. And so now we're we're moving forward with it, and we were going to do it just for. Uh, Dry January, but we're pretty fired up to. Well, I think we're gonna do this year round. Because before, before you go, let's 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 yeah. give it a, let's give it a try. I never had one, um, you know, because I, I didn't know what the, what the what they're supposed to taste like or what's the purpose of them. Right. But now you know, dry dry January. If you wanna, you know, stay out of uh, the beer, craft beer, drink tequila. 
<laughs> it's hard not to drink tequila when you're a fan, right? Yeah, it's oh, not no. gonna happen for sure. Oh yeah, you you you, you get the hop happiness yeah, out of it. It's trippy, yeah, yeah. And then it's um, yeah, it's just like it's just really refreshing. But you only think you only get the hoppiness on the on your on your nose, not on the palate. No, not too much on the palate. No. Yeah, it's just so it's just like a. Yeah, like I said, it's just like a LaCroix with, with hops. You know, it's well, kind, of, kind of the goal. Simple. Good. Simple is good. Simple. And you do pick up the citric acid at the end. Little, little bit. bit. Little Not bit. Not too much. Little yeah. bit. Little bit. I mean, I pick you, it up. If you were to test the pH of like some of the, you know, sparkling waters or seltzers in the, in the market, they're, they have they're usually quite a bit lower even. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is nicely carbonated. Yeah, it's about three and a half volumes. It's kind of there we go. Kind of a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you have to. There's no mold to hold together the molecule. Exactly. There you have it, guys. You know, Alb Water, Alvarado, Double Cone, Besito coming out tomorrow. Um, thank you, yeah. Casey, for thank being you. my first uh, guest. Of course. In this crazy podcast, I'm really honored. Thank man. you, man. Thanks for us. Until next time, guys. Cheers. Cheers.